Welcome to the Business Blasphemy Podcast, where we question the sacred truths of the online business space and the reverence with which they're held. I'm your host, Sarah Khan, speaker, strategic consultant, and BS-busting badass. Join me each week as we challenge the norms, trends, and overall bullshit status quo of entrepreneurship to uncover what it really takes to build the business that you want to build in a way that honors you, your life, and your vision for what's possible, and maybe piss off a few gurus along the way. So if you're ready to commit business blasphemy, let's do it. Hello, hello, blasphemers. Welcome back. So I want to give you context about corporate rehab. That's the name of my business. That's the name of my philosophy. We have to start there because I need you to understand what I want to share with you today. So we've got to start here. By the way, don't you love how I dive right in with no preamble every week? Like, is there an appropriate way to start a podcast episode? Am I supposed to do something that I'm not doing? I have no idea. So if there is something I'm supposed to be doing, feel free to send me a note. Um, you see, this is why if you ever met me in real life, you'd be shocked because I am so fucking awkward in real life. Truly, it's bananas. Anyway, corporate rehab. So corporate rehab was born out of a very real need to rehabilitate, to help rehabilitate the unhealthy behaviors and belief systems that are institutionalized in traditional workplaces and now in the online business space, particularly for women around things like communication, leadership, achievement, and possibility, what we see as possible for us, you know, what we're allowed to do and how we're allowed to do it. You see where I'm going with this, right? As women specifically, we spend a lot of time conforming. You can call it conformity, code switching, making yourself palatable, playing small, whatever you want to call it. But what it comes down to is we're taught there is, quote unquote, a way of doing things and that we aren't to deviate from that way if we want to be loved, accepted, supported, included, and so on. Whether that's in the workplace, in our family constructs, in our friendship groups, communities, both personal and professional or even just societally in general, there's a lot of pressure to fit in and you know go with the flow. And it's even more prevalent for women of color. So as I was going through my own journey with entrepreneurship, I found myself really falling back on a lot of the corporate behaviors and practices and even beliefs that I had upheld throughout my career, right? Sometimes without even knowing it. Now, granted, not everyone has had like a 20 plus year career in conformity like I have, but I was still seeing this trend in a lot of the women entrepreneurs that I was in community with who had left the traditional workplace setting and even some who had never really worked in a corporate environment before. So when I started to rehabilitate myself, and that's a story for another day, what the impetus for that was, but I started seeing these patterns in other people and it sort of made sense for me to support other women and, you know, busting out of that bullshit belief system. But here's the annoying thing about any kind of evolutionary work like this, where you shift your mindset and your belief system. It's got a funky habit of coming back when you least suspect it. Usually when you're feeling low, feeling overwhelmed, or generally just dysregulated emotionally in any sort of way. And I'll be completely honest with you, for the last few months, there has been a fuck ton of dysregulation and overwhelm, just a fuck ton going on in my own life. You know, the, the kids have been sick several times. Um, I had two back-to-back -back bouts with strep in the last month and a half. And that was coming on the heels of a brutal episode of RSV that went around my entire family around the New Year mark. We lost someone in our family who is so dearly loved. And my husband has been struggling with that loss. My clients have been super busy 
which is wonderful, you know, but that's keeping me busy. And also I had to draw some very difficult boundaries with people in my life that were in my friend circle for not respecting those boundaries. And that's really hard to do. On top of all that, my littlest has been going through this bananas intense phase of separation anxiety that is like taking a lot of energy to deal with and to hold space for. You know, overall, it's it's been a lot. And truth be told, I am fucking exhausted, friend. I am mentally, emotionally, physically just wiped. And it's fine. I'm not here for sympathy. I'm just telling you the truth. And I think, you know, as an aside, this is something we need to talk more about. We need to be more open and honest about the fact that, you know, we do have these phases and seasons where shit just gets heavy and we're tired and we just don't want to, right? We just don't want to. But of course, this is when the bullshit that you thought you overcame starts to come back. This is when that happens. It, It finds that chink in your armor and it's like, hey, remember me? So you start to second guess yourself. You start to seek validation for decisions that when you're in a good place, you can easily make. You start to fall prey to tactics and practices that you normally wouldn't. And you know what I mean, right? Every single decision feels so fucking hard and it's frustrating because you know it shouldn't. And everything feels bigger and harder than it should, but it does. And that's where we're at. So fast forward to February, when I decided to take the advice of an old coach that I worked with you know, several years ago now, I ran a successful one-to-one program called Awaken, Align, Unleash for over a year. I did it one-to-one and it was just, it was such an incredible program. I loved every second of it. And I decided on the advice of my coach too, right? Like when the time was right, I was going to turn that into a group program. Now my coach at the time, she said that once I had gotten the one-to-one part of the program down and was seeing consistent repeatable results, that would be the time to consider turning it into a group program to help scale it. Not going to lie, that is solid fucking advice. Let me let me just take a, a pause here for a second. Okay, this is one of my, you know, patented going off topic rants, but I, I have to do this for a second. Can we stop offering group programs so fucking soon? I remember last year I'd had like three calls in the span of a week, uh, three coaching calls with incredible women that I was coaching at the time who had all shared bad experiences they'd had in a group program or course. Now, the topic of the courses or programs was not relevant. That wasn't the point. The point was there are too many business owners that are buying into the butt smoke that a one-to-many program is the quickest way to scale an offer and make money. And, And they're not wrong. It absolutely is. The problem is that too many people offering one-to-many are simply not ready to do it. You know, they come into the business space, they immediately want to build a course or offer a group coaching program because coaching is so easy, right? Anyone can do it. That was tongue in cheek if you didn't get it from my tone. Because we are told that there's a cap on how much one-to-one work you can do and you can't scale it. And again, that's not wrong. But then they put something together that hasn't been tested, right? They've never had repeatable results. They don't have a process that they've taken clients through, multiple clients through, one-to-one that has actually delivered results. They haven't worked through that process, ironed out the wrinkles, tweaked it, perfected it to the point where they are now confidently able to deliver it to a group and still get tangible, measurable results using the same process. You're not ready until you've done all of the above. And buying into, you know, the quote unquote quick and dirty is the reason why there are so many crap courses and programs that people leave or don't finish or stop showing up for. And then it's no longer the quickest way to scale your business and make money. It just becomes the quickest way to screw your reputation and tank your business. 
And what if the fancy marketing says all the right things? Like, how do you know if it's worth the investment as a student? Well, what I usually tell people is identify the gaps in your knowledge or your business, choose the program or course accordingly, and then ask the course creator questions about the process, you know, the results that they promise. And atypical results that students get is what you usually see in the testimonials. So ask for typical results that students get, right? The ones that like the average person is getting, not the top of the the class. And ask if possible to speak to people who have actually gone and, you know, graduated from that particular program. Yes, you can. You can absolutely ask for that. It's your money and it's your time. And if course creators and program uh, hosts are not willing to do that, or they can't answer them, those questions satisfactorily, then walk away because it's likely they haven't tested their process. Okay. That was my rant. Back to the story. So I did have repeatable results and I had run it one-to-one and I'd ironed out the wrinkles and I'd run it as a beta and I did all of those good things. And so I was at the point where I was like, okay, let's, let's consider turning this into a group program. So I started mapping out what the group version would look like. I didn't want to lose the one-to-one aspect of it. So I worked really hard to get it just right. And I came up with a hybrid model, a program that would teach the fundamentals in a group setting, and then one-to-one to help support putting all of it into action, but allow for that personalization, which I think is always necessary. It's always necessary. I got really clear on my messaging. I wrote a fucking amazing sales page that got the thumbs up from former clients who said the messaging was spot on. I got input from very respected mentors and friends and colleagues in my space who went through it and gave me feedback and helped me tweak it to get it just right. I wrote out four weeks worth of posts to promote it. I even took into account the summer holidays while devising the schedule and allowed for a month of integration and co-working time so that I could honor those participants who wanted to take July off. It was perfect. It was perfect. And so I started promoting it in late March, early April-ish. And about a week in, I felt a shit ton of resistance around talking about it. I just, I I couldn't do it. I don't know what was, so. I just, I couldn't do it. I started telling myself, you're afraid. You know, it's, it's the first time you're offering a group program of this magnitude. You're afraid. I didn't want to do the one-to-one sales calls that you really should be doing when you've got something that's at a higher price point. Because really, you can't just rely on social media alone to do your sales. You really do need to talk to people one-to-one. I started telling myself these things. And then I, you know, I sat in on my masterminds that I'm a part of where I got, you know, group input on how I could get in front of the right people. And I talked through with people what my possible mindset blocks were. And despite getting just gobs of really incredibly valuable and aligned advice, I still felt all of this resistance. So I decided to do what I tell my clients sometimes when they're in this kind of a position take a fucking coaching break, like just ban any sort of advice from anybody. And I stopped talking about it with other people. And I said, you know, maybe I need to sit with this for a bit. I've done enough work on myself to know when I'm being melodramatic or or when my emotions are getting the better of me. And to be fair, finding quiet moments in these last few months has been really, really challenging. So I stopped talking about my program for about a week and I stopped talking about it to other people for about a week. It was a very challenging and potentially problematic decision because it technically was starting in about three weeks at that point, and I really couldn't afford to lose momentum or time in marketing it. But I did. Sat with it for a week, and I wanted to know where the resistance was coming from. Was it fear? Was it discomfort? You know, the time looking inward showed me that 
actually it wasn't either of those things. It wasn't fear or discomfort or that my messaging was wrong or that I had the wrong setup or that I was in front of the wrong audiences. What I realized was I just didn't want to do it. That's it. I love the program and I love the results my people have been getting in the program. And the truth is I just love one-to-one work. Yes, I love it. It's not scalable. I know that, but it is fucking magical. And the level of depth you can get into in a one-to-one that you can't with a group, no matter how small, it, it just, it can't be replicated to any great degree. So that's what it came down to. I just didn't feel like doing it. I liked running this program one-to-one, but we're supposed to turn things into group programs, right? Like eventually any good program should become a group program to maximize your earning potential, to maximize the number of people you can help to, to capitalize on your time. Sure. But you don't have to. And this, this, my friend, is why doing all the foundational work is so, so important. It's not foolproof. You are going to have moments where you're like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But you know, really getting into like how you want to feel, your values, your priorities, your capacity, all of that stuff. That's why we do the work. And that's why it's so critical because when you do come to this weird crossroads, you're able to decide with so much more certainty and comfort what your next move should be. And again, I'm not saying it's foolproof. We're human. And I fell prey to got to turn it into a group program. Look, there's nothing wrong with group programs. I just didn't want to run this one in a group. I changed my mind. Now, it would have been different if I hadn't talked about it yet and I was still in the planning phases. It's a little bit easier for us to make changes to things or change our mind when we haven't already put something out there. But we are allowed to do business the way we want to do business. And we're allowed to do life the way we want to do life. And we're allowed to decide we're going in a different direction. There's nothing wrong with that. And I'm telling you this because I think we really need to normalize, A, doing that shit, right? Changing direction when we want to, because too many of us are made to feel bad for doing it. Or, and this is you know what happens when we've already put it out there, we're worried that we're going to look flaky or that we're somehow bad business people. We aren't any of those things. But to overcome that, you really need two things, a strong foundation, like I said, but also knowing how to listen to yourself and actually hear the truth, your truth, not the truth that is influenced by all of the spaces that we inhabit. And ironically, this is exactly what this program of mine helps you do. Imagine that. But learning to listen to ourselves and hearing what's true is challenging at the best of times. You know, there is so much noise that turns us away from that truth. We have been collectively programmed to doubt that inner voice, to feel like if we feel resistance, there is something wrong with us, to feel like we are lazy or unmotivated or scared. We need a solid reason to do or not do something. And I get that there are situations where this is legit, where we do resist out of fear or because it feels like hard work or a bunch of other reasons. And sometimes you do realize you're doing something for the wrong reasons, but you persist because of how quitting would look or what people would think. And sometimes you just want to be able to change your mind and not have it mean anything. So let me ask you, are you doing things in your life or your business because you're more concerned with how it looks than how you feel? Let me say that again. Are you doing things in your life or business because you're more concerned with how it looks than how you feel? How many of you make decisions in your life or your business and actually take into consideration whether you actually feel good about it? And I'm not talking morally or ethically. 
But like, does this bring you joy? Does it bring you any measure of happiness and ease and calm? Or do you still feel like you have to do things the way we're told to do them? I'm not suggesting anarchy by any stretch, but you get to lean into what feels right or feels good or feels easy. You get to do or not do things just because that's how you feel. And in my case, I didn't feel like following through with doing my program as a group program. And to halt mid-launch and say publicly, I changed my mind is such a hard thing to do because I can talk a good game, but fuck yeah, I still have moments where I worry about what it might look like. That programming runs deep. And what I know about myself is that if I do something for too long that I don't feel like doing, I won't do the best job I absolutely can at it. And with something as important as coaching or mentorship, that's not something I'm comfortable showing up to half-assed, right? You get the best version of me or you do not get me at all. I don't play games with people who put their trust in me. So if you are doing something in your business right now that you really wish you did not have to do, but you're struggling with trying to find a way or figure out how to extricate yourself from it, if your business feels disjointed or disconnected, like you're running everything on autopilot and you just want to find a way to make it feel less hard, then guess what? The Awaken, Align, Unleash program, the one-to-one version of it is for you. I've linked the sales page information in the show notes. And I'd love to get on a call with you if you have questions about it. And even if a program isn't right for you right now, I invite you to look at your life, your business, and examine where you're feeling resistance. Sit back, take stock, ask yourself where things feel heavy or what you find yourself avoiding more often than not. And then let it be okay. Don't beat yourself up. Don't judge yourself. Don't be mean to yourself. Let it be. Okay. And then decide what the fuck you want to do about it. And if you need a sounding board, you know where to find me because you can, my friend, have success without the BS. I'll talk to you next week. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to the Business Blasphemy podcast. We'll be back next week with a new episode. But in the meantime, help a sister out by subscribing. And if you're feeling extra sassy, rating this podcast. And don't forget to share the podcast with others. Head over to businessblasphemypodcast.com to connect with us and learn more. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can have success without the BS.